Welcome to the Real Life Diabetes Podcast. Number 12. The unofficial guide to staying on Santa's diabetes nice list through the holidays. We're here today with Kelly McKeever, team type one and registered nurse. In the next month full of holiday occasions, the focus is always on family, friends, but really, come on. It's food. It's food. Okay, so when turning down pumpkin pie, (laughs) and impossibly that, yeah, um, fudge or a hot toddy from your aunt, you've got to sacrifice, or sometimes, you know, can you sacrifice long-standing family relations? So it makes it tough, especially for us pancreas deficient. We got your back, though. We're dishing out the best advice we've built on the back of a few hangovers, highs, lows, in good times. Kelly McKeever, registered nurse, also a guy with type 1 diabetes. He stopped by making a second appearance today and uh, lended some professional and personal advice as a guy with a type 1 diagnosis. One minor inconvenience, a little thing called diabetes. It's a daily grind, it's a daily grind, grind and grind and grind. Just a few announcements today before we get going. Just wanted to give a big shout out and thanks to everyone using the Amazon link to purchase whatever it is that you purchase on Amazon. Really no judgment here, I promise. Uh, but really, thanks a ton. Uh, it helps us put the show on. It uh, means a lot. Uh, we're, we're not really sure what Google Play is, uh, but if you're into that kind of stuff, this podcast will eventually be listed there. So that's coming soon. It's not official yet, but it's going to be up. woo Plus, we're legitimately excited to send people DDG t-shirts and other paraphernalia. None of Amber's drug-related paraphernalia, though. What? But if you're interested in any of the gear, drop us an iTunes review to enter the show <laughs> show contest. <laughs> Trust us, there aren't that many yet. Um, so there's a good chance you're going to get a t-shirt. <laughs> and a slap to the face on Ryan's end. I'm kidding. I just put that in a message. We can totally take funny. that out. I don't care. Are you sure? That. Yeah, I don't care. I should have said I was kidding. You don't have drug from the paraphernalia at your house. <laughs> if you get robbed, send them to my house. Right, or, yeah. Okay. In this episode, we get down and dirty with real-life experiences from holidays past. The holidays are tough for a lot of folks, but people with diabetes have to count carbs, factor in stress, account for Uncle Al's mystery punch, and not offend our step-grandmother by not having that third slice of pie. So we hope you enjoy today's episode. All right. George's wearing specs. That's right. Yeah, we'll have to get some shots of these specs to throw. They up are in, really in the cool. Show notes. Yeah, they're different. Yeah, a little. Are they for? Are they do you, to see? Yeah, <laughs> are no, they're, they're, they're not an accessory. They're prescription. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at them from the side, and they really do have. I went to uh, yeah, I went to the eye doctor because I lost my glasses um, a couple weekends ago when I was at a wedding. Uh, I can't <laughs> imagine why. <laughs> and while I was there. While well, I was getting my, my new prescription, I got a, just a you know regular black frame player for uh, at work. Yeah, they fuck too much sometimes. Um, so when I'm seeing patients, I look somewhat respectable and professional. Um, <laughs> and then those just to kind of you know screw around with and have fun and it's we'll perfect. definitely have to they're, take a picture. They're, they're a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely fun. And it sounds like it, you know they they look like they're in honor of Kevin Durant's Heck yeah. uh, possible final season. Oh yeah. With the Oklahoma yeah. City Thunder. Final yeah. season. I, I just make sure to color Possibly. coordinate all the way across as well. Oh, wow. You know? Shoes? Shirt? I actually have the KDs, which are orange and blue as well. I just didn't. They don't have soles in them right now. <laughs> so I couldn't wear them. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've had them for too long. They, the soles have worn out, so i got to have them replaced. Wow. You're dedicated. Solid. Yeah. Solid. All about that that Thunder life. <laughs> all right. So the, the purpose of today is to talk holidays. I mean, 
I mean, and really, the holidays is about food. Yeah. Correct. Food and booze. Food and this, booze. This next one in particular. We've yeah. had it out literally since the beginning of it. <laughs> Thanksgiving. In yeah, fact, Ryan, Ryan starts celebrating Thanksgiving today. So I do. You're oh, wow. rolling in. Yeah. Yeah. First family Thanksgiving is today. Is and what's today's day? 15th. So we're recording this on the 15th. Early. <laughs> wow. So a lot of family members are in town. So yeah, the holidays officially start for me today. And hopefully we can get this out before Thanksgiving. I don't, I don't know if it's going to officially get out by Thanksgiving, but that's it's going out. Yeah, Jonathan. <laughs> Maybe if you would have taken those editing classes earlier, you could help. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm sure you guys have had some holiday experiences because it it's a bit of a minefield trying to make your way through the holidays yeah. with diabetes but uh i want to, I want to start with uh with kelly yeah uh, whenever you're talking to patients you give any kind of specific advice my like this time of year i mean my, my best advice for patients around this time of year is you know enjoy the holidays it's it's meant to be centered around family and friends and you know really in all honesty food and everything like that as well yep. um the problem that you often run into with a lot of people in general is that a holiday turns into a hollow week because you leave the, you know all these leftovers just get left around the house and then you just literally self-sabotage yourself for the next couple of days to, to weeks just depending on how long it sits around um, so when it comes to the holidays enjoy the holiday okay thanksgiving christmas new year's enjoy that day for what it is whether it's food friends you know enjoy it and then get all those leftovers of the house and just move on with your day move on with your week don't let it stick around because then your blood sugars take a hit for a while it's a holiday exactly yeah exactly yeah and it seems like in, in these in this time of the year the next two months we have the chance to build habits uh. that, that end up launching us into january and it's pretty easy to build some like bad habits pretty quick because oh, you got Christmas parties, you got Christmas family stuff. Oh god, yeah. Um, if if you don't celebrate Christmas, you're still doing all the same stuff. Yeah. With everybody else, and then New Year's, and so yeah, and then it kind of like launches forward. And, and really, it seems like you know, um, my advice would be you know wait to get your A one C tested probably until like March. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's always depressing when you have it done right, right after the holidays. I mean even January, February, if if you're lucky enough in March that you've been good, you know the first part of the year, then you're in good shape. But right. that's definitely, I've got a few patients that, you know, their first A1C or the next A1C is going to be done, you know, the first couple of weeks of January. And I'm like, just, you know, when it comes back, don't panic. It may <laughs> not be fantastic. But, and that's another thing I like to do is I like to have patients come in, you know, depending on when the last visit was in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So that if Thanksgiving was a total bomb and you failed and you know, Hey, we can talk about some actual strategies to, you know, prepare for christmas and, th- and 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 new year's and so that we don't have that happen again because well, I, I like you know, that. for new well, patients that are getting right into this it is kind of a you know i really don't know how to deal with this or something like that for people that have had it for a while like us you know we've got strategies going into the holidays absolutely uh, well and i don't like i don't like the word failed i mean you you sometimes you are a little bit better about your carb counting than others right. and maybe what we could do is provide maybe some carb counts with this like hey just a reminder stuffing is a ton of carbs yeah just have a spoonful don't have six or know how to you know to compensate for it oh no um, doubt yeah and, uh, yeah when it comes to specific food too I've, I've never been a person that says don't eat right. things i've always been the person that eats it yeah. but i think as i get older i'm realizing that it's probably not wise to have like half a plate full of stuffing exactly anymore right. it's okay to have like a quarter of a plate of stuffing but just know what you're in for 
And when you go back for seconds, be wise with your seconds. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, See, it's I'm so tough. different. Like I'm all about heavy veggies and oh, protein. Sure. I, I don't. And well, and I was talking to somebody from high school last night and he was asking about, um, do I enjoy the holidays randomly? Cause we were talking about Christmas and Thanksgiving. He was like, you know, if you don't mind me asking, do you, what, do you even enjoy it? Do you get to eat pie or any of the other things that he goes, do you eat pecan pie? And I was like, no, I really don't. I mean, that's just never been my thing. Now I will have a dollop of cool whip. Is that what it's called? By itself? Yeah. Just, just on a plate? Cool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, yeah, cool whip. Yeah. But so, I don't know. I mean, screw, like, the, screw the fat, screw the protein. <laughs> yeah. Straight sugar, let's go. Straight cool whip. So do you guys, I mean, I know Ryan, we've talked about it when you were a kid growing up. You ate candy and did stuff that were, no, I feel like the average person did. I wasn't that person, but I feel like it's important to tell people with diabetes, you can eat anything that you want. You know, just know what you're doing, right? right? Definitely. I mean, I, I when I was a kid, I, my mom made a special pumpkin pie just for Kelly. Oh, nice. you know, he had it really? in his own separate dish. Nobody touched it. And did you know, it? Was it good? Oh, of course. My mom's <laughs> pumpkin pie is that's, that's awesome. what Thanksgiving's all about, right there. It still is. Um, so, you know, when it comes to you know the holidays and foods, there's no foods that are off the table. There, there definitely isn't. You know, if you enjoy something, go ahead and eat it. Eat it smartly. I mean, that's just right. a, I mean, a little bit, little bit of common sense goes a long way. And whether you have diabetes or not, that's the reality. It's just that we, in particular, having diabetes, have more that we need to think about. Right. So it becomes oh. more conscientious for us, um, and especially around the holidays, there's actually a website that will break down recipes and put it basically a food label for you. Oh, that's you awesome. Put in, you put in the foods that are in it, and it creates a food label for that recipe, oh, and then you can divvy it up however you need to so if you got family and mm-hmm. friends that have um you know recipes that you know they always bring to to holiday parties and you know you don't know i mean you know, you know what's in it but you don't know, you know how they base it count it is but you know hey every time i eat that my blood sugar skyrockets it goes crazy. and that's a great way to figure out you know what's actually in these foods so that you have a better understanding and preparation going into some of these holidays yeah. i like that i like that do you know the website uh, off the top of my head no but i'll, I'll think of we'll it throughout it. this and I'll, I'll definitely throw it in there at the end oh yeah if not you can just email it to us later. yeah and we'll, we'll get it set up yeah because yeah. I, I encourage all my patients because you know we're encouraging people to eat fresh foods and cook fresh meals Love and it. you know it's hard to know exactly what you're putting in the meals mm-hmm. sometimes and that's a great way to keep track whether it's around the holidays or whether it's just you know cooking a casserole or something like that do you like eat that. the cranberry what is it the cranberry log the, the, my mom like, the cra- like you slice the, yeah. like the canned cranberry yeah. and put it on the turkey so I, right? I, i've never done that my mom actually makes she goes all out for thanksgiving whenever she cooks it so Real she's cooking cranberry. for two days before and she starts the morning of thanksgiving at about three or four o'clock in the morning cooking you tell your mom i will be there <laughs> she won't be doing it this year she's going down to she's going down to fort worth this year but she, i'll be in she'll, austin she'll, i'm just she'll kidding she'll be back next year <laughs> she's, um, she's refueling. yeah no my mom goes all out so whenever she comes to cranberry sauce she makes it from fresh mm. cranberries and things like that so yeah she yeah thanksgiving well, around our house is always a fun pleasant time well, not the, so much for the blood sugars but you just got to accept that the reason i even bring that up is because i've well, i've never eaten it i don't think but i'd be curious and i think let's all have a guesstimate how many carbs you think are in a slice Ooh. of that cranberry jelly from the can let's say it's the can so we can actually okay. can Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, depending on, I mean, I don't know what their serving size would technically be, but I mean, I guess the slice, if you do probably quarter inch to a half inch slice, it's probably going to be pretty decent, at least 18 to 25. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm going to say 36. Yeah, I'm some, somewhere in the 18 to 25, 18 to 28. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's heavy. I mean. All right, I'm saying 36, and I'm, we're going to put money down or something on this. We'll have to head to Crest later and yep. pick something up. <laughs> we'll have to try this out. <laughs> All right, so whatever we roll around, two months from now, we're sitting there, it's like January 5th. 
where do we want to be at that point? You know, like what's the goal here as we make it through the holidays? What what are we? What kind of mindset are we trying to be in it? Like come January. Let's see. Yeah. I would say my biggest goal. I mean, one of the things that you know a lot of people do or want, want to avoid doing around the holidays is gaining weight. I mean, that's that's reality. But a lot of these holidays are centered around food. Mm-hmm. So depending on how much food you eat, that's how much you're going to gain weight. And this time of year in particular, it's harder to get out and get exercise. It's yeah, not exactly. I mean, you get home at five thirty now, and it's, it's already dark. midnight. It's, it's it feels dark. like dark. Yeah. Stars are out. <laughs> so the time change for me was horrible. It's, I, it's still horrible. I did not do well. Oh, dude, it's been rough. Um, yeah. But you know, I mean, gaining weight's obviously difficult thing so a lot of people want to try to avoid gaining weight and i mean that's just eating smarter being active about you know going out and getting activity um hopefully having you know going into the to the new year i mean january 1st that's the time where you can really kind of reset and do everything you need to but the reality is that if you don't really need to reset if you just want to continue doing what you're doing that makes it a lot easier mm-hmm. uh, t- no so doubt. if you already have a positive you know plan set forth or a positive just kind of mentality moving forward then it's a lot easier just to continue what you've been doing rather than saying i got to change everything january 1st and get, uh, get on my game yep. so just implementing those little things here and now mm-hmm. helps out a lot well, let's talk, let's talk, the stress of the holidays too and oh, for sure. heavy emotions for some people, whatever. So I know that that's a huge factor in anyone's life, but for us, it's a totally, it takes it to a new level because that affects our blood sugar. Right. And I, I think it's just important to be mindful of that process, mm-hmm. that stress, that anxiety. So that doesn't end up fueling some of the, the eating habits. Well, and so you don't bitch or, slap your grandpa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's or, never good for anybody. <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's not that's I don't not have any grandparents. So <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think an, an underrated thing to the holidays, you know, is just to make sure that your blood sugar is in a good range yeah. to where you can soak up the moments yeah. to where you're not miserable. You're not low too much. You're not right. high too much. You can actually like be present with family and friends. So you're not like sitting at the dinner table, <laughs> politics comes up, your blood sugar is 275 and you slap your grandpa. Yeah. I mean, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's just going to, that holiday event's going to take a nosedive. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Especially we, if you do to Thanksgiving. I mean, it's going to be a long couple of months. <laughs> well, we were at a post last year, I think this time that was talking about the seven things you don't do at Thanksgiving or oh, something. Yeah. We'll have to reference that too because we bull- we put some items out there that uh, maybe we have or have not experienced. <laughs> right. Okay, well, yeah, we can pull that up in a second. All right, so speaking of Thanksgiving, we're about to run through the holidays. Mm-hmm. We're going holiday by holiday here. Uh, All right, so as we get ready for Thanksgiving, okay, what are our main thoughts? Well, let's say, let's start with food because the food's a little different for Thanksgiving. So what are some specific strategies here as we embark into this? Let's see. I, this year for me is kind of going to be an odd one. Um, like I said, my family is actually out of town for Thanksgiving. My dad's about to move. My mom's going to be down in Fort Worth. So I'm actually going to be here by myself. Oh, really? So what? I don't know if I'm going to go over to a friend's house and spend right. it with their family. If so, then I'll probably still have the, you know, the normal typical foods mm-hmm. around. Um, or if I'm just going to, in all honesty, just kind of sit back and relax <laughs> and enjoy the day and not have any pressures at all. I mean, that's a pretty day. It's a good day to be thankful for as well. Is your mom going to send um, you a pumpkin pie? I don't know. It's just going to she may better make one before she leaves. Yeah. <laughs> She's not going to be able to survive it. Got to get the order in early. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've even considered something like going and, you know, making a reservation up at Mimi's and, you know, spending Thanksgiving up there. 
but you know, I, I really don't know what what I'm going to do for this this Thanksgiving. It's kind of going to be an odd one for me. But regardless of what I do, um, you know, the big thing is just to you know sit down and enjoy the people that I'm with, and that's you know, the most important ha- part. Have, have have fun with them. I mean, I've got several families that I have the opportunity to go spend Thanksgiving with, and it's just you know kind of whoever I want to go spend it with. But you know, any one of those families is just as close of a family as my own. So it's not like I'd be you know feeling like the odd man out. I'd still get to enjoy the family and friends and you know just everything that we normally would so that, that kind of seems like the the thanksgiving theme mm-hmm. it's more of a relaxing holiday i would say yeah it's more of a kick the weather's still kind of nice right you know yeah yeah well i'm kind of in the same thing well i'm doing something totally different this year i'm going to austin to visit a woman i met on the plane to hawaii and so she's invited me to join their family which i know pretty well from my two weeks there but um so they're gonna fry a turkey and do all kinds of stuff so it's gonna be like a foreign concept to what their family's up to so i'm a little bit nervous and i've already thought about that like what if i end up being a shit show at any point um i mean they all know i have diabetes and we've talked about it but you know just yeah i'll be in their home with their family for three straight days wow that is that is definitely yeah. just kind of getting thrown into something yeah. and not, not knowing exactly what you're gonna be getting i know that they like to consume alcohol so i just need to be smart about I mean, my you decisions can't go too wrong, man. yeah you know? yeah yeah, so I mean, we'll see. What's the worst that could happen? No, don't like, even the, say that. Unless they're like the family that's like a complete 180 when they're on vacation. <laughs> and you get there and you're just like... That's true. Who are these people? I have no idea what I got to do. When that happens, you just got to join the fray. Yeah. <laughs> just got to jump in, live it for three days, and then get out. Yeah. Right, given that the weather's nicer during Thanksgiving, I think it's a pretty good chance to actually get outside and move. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of, I think, the great balancing force. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what you eat at Thanksgiving, it's kind of the way to bring yourself back down. Mm-hmm. You know, just put a little insulin in the system, go out, play some football, go on a walk, play some bocce ball, whatever it is that you do. And I mean, that's kind of like the great equalizer for right. us around the holidays. It isn't always available around Christmas. Right. But since it's during the day, mm-hmm. I feel like it's an easy way to kind of keep yourself under control and possibly justify having like a third piece of pumpkin pie later. There mm-hmm. you go. Yeah, yeah that, that's something that we've always done um, the day after Thanksgiving, actually. Oh, um, nice. Me and a bunch of my brother's friends actually meet up and um, play just in game of football that lasts however long our old bodies can manage to last anymore. <laughs> it used to be right? a three or four hour event. Now, now we're lucky if it manages to, to last about two hours. <laughs> and then we, of course, because it's tradition, go to a Chinese restaurant after because that's what you do the day after Thanksgiving. You have to. Um, so, you know, that, that's kind of our you know, get out, get active and things like that. And I mean, it can be as simple as that. It can be, you know, just reaffirming going to the gym. It can be going out and just taking a nice walk. I mean, if you've got family and friends in town, get out and, you know, go take a nice walk if the weather's nice. You yeah. know, hopefully, and that most likely it will be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, I mean, you know, Oklahoma, it's it like be, 75. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had a mm-hmm. moment in December where I was driving around with my windows down. It was a few years ago. Oh, yeah. And it was just, just that lucky. So. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma weather. Gotta love it. You gotta hate it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never know what you're gonna get you do yeah you gotta take it all all in with the good yeah out with the bad well something else that comes along with the holidays is flu season everybody gets sick you're around friends and family that are kind of assholes and decide to still be come to something when they know that they could contaminate everybody in the room right we don't like those people i had that battle with my mom just three days ago (laughs) she started getting sick um, a few days ago went to the doctor got a shot of antibiotics got started antibiotics but you know i, I told her i said you know you're going up to see my grandpa he's had pneumonia in and out of the hospital for mm-hmm. the last you know few months to almost a couple of years now yep. and 
you know, he's going to get sick if you're sick. So you right. need to make sure that you're at least on something by the time you get up there. Um, you need to get tested to make sure you don't have the flu. Right. If you got the flu, you shouldn't be, you know, taking a bus up to Kansas City anyway because you're going to be, you know, just contaminating the area of that many people. Yep. Um, so, I mean, it, it definitely is the kind of year, the time of year where, you know, we, we have these family commitments and we've, you know, this is just another one of those stressors where if I feel like I don't go, then you know, I'm letting somebody down or yeah. I'm putting somebody in a bad position. So that's the kind of reason, especially that we feel like we need to do that kind of stuff. But I mean, your health is more important than anything. So, well, and I think too, being honest and open about that, I was supposed to attend something last night because I have friends in town and, um, she had the stomach flu when she came into town and literally was posting about the fact that she, anywho, I just thought about it. I was like, hey, there's no way I want to roll into that. I'm, I'll get it. I can look at her and get it. So exactly. But it's, they understood when I explained, Hey, you know, this is just, it's too much. So it's, it's too much. It, you know, we don't have to go to every event yeah. either or every get together, you know, cause this is, a, it's a marathon and our health is a lot. And if you're showing up and you're, if you're drinking at these parties or these events, like three or four times a week, so you mix the alcohol with food you don't usually eat, possibly Make unhealthy food, making out with strangers. <laughs> I mean, all these things really put yourself at risk. Well, you really do. That's, that's, you're running the gamut right there. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of stuff. And we can't afford to catch the flu. Yeah. You know, and so this is kind of like, this is a longevity thing. Okay, yeah. well, do you, do you guys take the flu shot? I'm required to. And he's... I'm required to also. I haven't mm-hmm. taken it in... 15 years mm-hmm. and my doctor's really getting pissed about that well as a diabetes educator i would recommend <laughs> that you do <laughs> i mean the reality is that i mean we're still healthy normal people but if something happens if we get the flu if we get pneumonia we're at like a five time higher risk of just being hospitalized right. from the right. person sitting next to you who doesn't have the flu hmm. or who doesn't have diabetes so right. that guy sitting in the corner over there that creepy guy he, if he gets the flu he's fine but you know if any one of us gets the flu we could I'm end up hospitalized pretty easily i'm knocking on wood that that's so that's the that's the kind of the impetus behind recommending that people get vaccinated is just to prevent the potential i mean whether you get it or not you know the flu the flu shot doesn't even you know guarantee that you're not going to get it right because they kind of have to guess which strain is going to happen this year and you know last year they they botched it they did horrible and everybody got the flu but just by you know giving yourself that little bit of protection i mean it's just kind of a peace of mind kind of thing so and it bothered me for a few years uh because i'd have like a little reaction afterward Mm -hmm. like runny nose and Mm -hmm. just some like rhinitis for you know like three or four days after then i was like you know what if this is like preventing me getting the big flu right um uh, this is okay it's it's totally worth it i can ride with this this is all right yeah well, and because yesterday was National, oh no, World Diabetes Day, yeah. and I've been reading a lot about advancements in technology or research and things like that. So, what do you think about when we're talking about um, the vaccination for the flu, and they now are saying that there's a possibility for a vaccination for type one? Have you has have either one of you heard of any of that? I sure. have. I haven't actually been you know, because I've been busy at work, which is a blessing. Excuses. Um, it, it's been a good thing. Uh, <laughs> I haven't really gotten to actually sit down and read a whole lot um, in terms of research that's been coming out. Um, but I mean. I don't know that they would necessarily be able to vaccinate against type one itself, but I mean, type one diabetes is just kind of that, that, that predisposition that's inside your body and mm-hmm. then it's activated by, you know, any type of illness that, mm-hmm. that causes your body to kind of go into overdrive. So I think the big thing could even just be, you know, vaccinating against the little things here and there right. that could prevent you from, even if you have that predisposition, but I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what the likelihood of them actually vaccinating against 
type mm-hmm. one diabetes is, but I mean, there's a lot of people working on it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting, and yeah. I, but there, there are just so many environmental factors Yeah, yeah. And, and with the genetic interplay, I mean, it's just so complex, Yeah, but they are doing the, uh, where people like swallow the insulin protein antigen, mm-hmm. right? And it goes into their stomach and they, and kids that are really high at risk. I've read some study where they're doing this. Kids that are really high risk, they swallow this insulin antigen. It goes into their stomach lining, and then their body makes the immune response to it. And so you're basically protecting your body from the eventual immune response against the beta cells. And I, they say it's encouraging. Hmm. Like it's pushing back the incidence hmm. or something. That, pushing uh, back. If, if I can somehow find that, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. <clears throat> but I read that probably like six months ago. It was like, oh. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> It's interesting. There, there's doctors that are doing things that I will never understand in my lifetime if I sat down and read about it from the time this point until oh I died. I still never understand what they're doing. Just but. millions of research publications yeah. every day. Every day. Yeah. yeah. One of the, the doctors at school said they're actually turning over all of the medical knowledge now, like every two years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like all of the Because there's so many advancements knowledge. or just, I mean. Just, it's just flying. There's just yeah. so much out there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of exciting, well, I suppose. can we go back? Okay, so World Diabetes Day yesterday, because I feel mm-hmm. like this is important. Did you guys do anything to celebrate? <laughs> I did not do a single thing. <laughs> In years past, I have, but no, I really didn't do anything. I wore a blue shirt. Oh, yeah. That was also because the Royals won the World Series, so I was really excited about that, too. Mm. I hung blue Double curtains. celebration. My curtains are blue. There so that, that, yeah. Oh, that excellent. Yeah. And I are watched, they visible from the outside? Um, They can be if I open my there blinds. You so you're just presenting to the whole world presenting it and i watched better than the state capitol my first nascar race um support yeah yeah. Uh, ryan reed yeah Yeah. ryan reed 23rd out of 200 i mean i think that's good i don't know you know what his pick right off the top 10 so that's i'd say that's pretty decent yeah absolutely so yeah ryan reed ryan reed yeah that was yeah the man Oh, and our man Mark Andrews. Yeah. Hey, he's he's just a big. Th- I, 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 I how they haven't been using him in OU games more than they have been. I really don't understand because yeah. even yesterday he didn't make all the catches, but he was open and he had opportunities. He had opportunities. Okay, so he's for people that wet. don't know who he is, wet. yeah. Oh, he, he could have caught those balls, but it was it was soaking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. What's his yeah. position? He plays tight, uh, end. tight end. Tight end for University well, of Oklahoma. Kind, kind of a kind tight of a tight end. end. Yeah. He, yeah. he played wide receiver in high school, but he's like six five, he's like two forty. He's just a big guy, yeah. and he has diabetes. And he has just throwing that diabetes. Out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the, this podcast is not officially sponsored by the University of Oklahoma <laughs> or its football program, but it we seems just like to find its way into every episode. <laughs> if you guys wanted to, I'm sure they would probably let you. Oh, sure. we'll be pitching that soon. Yeah, we Watch out. We can pitch that. Yeah. 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 Especially outrage. as alums. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, we got, what? I mean, oh, you better here. Yeah. 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 Oh, Even yeah. our creepy guy in the corner. So we're doing good. Right? <laughs> yeah. Boomer <laughs> Playoff, here we come. So if you guys want to help us out, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> There's the pitch. <laughs> All right. So let's move on into this Christmas thing. All right. And before we get into like the official, like, you know, let's, let's, let's not talk about the presents and like Thanksgiving round two. Let's talk about the Christmas parties. Oh. And we're talking about like wearing like the reindeer sweaters. Mm. I mean, showing up at the house. I mean, this is a party type of thing. How, sure. do, how do we survive that night or night or back-to-back nights? Wear flats and not heels. I've, I've found that in my, in my history as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Heels just you guys kidding. came to that They're conclusion. just never a good idea. When you're on your feet that much, oh, they pinch, you know. It's not fun. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I've never been a huge holiday party person. I mean, when I was in college, I was probably the most time that I spent most time at holiday parties. Um, yep. Just, you know, hanging out with my friends and stuff Likewise. like that. Um, but with me, the biggest thing was just, you know, 
nothing wrong with consuming alcohol, but doing it in a smart way is the best thing. I mean, if you know that there's a possibility that you're going to drink too much, obviously, you know, drinking and driving is never a good idea. So getting some kind of a safe ride, whether it's, you know, Uber, you know, at OU, I don't know if they still have it, but they had the safe ride option and everything like that, which was a huge help when I was in college. I started that. Uh, Did you? Mm -hmm. She found it. I found it over there because you helped me out quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Likewise. You're welcome. (laughs) I used your service regularly. Um, but when it comes to just, you know, the Christmas parties and actually having diabetes, um, you know, blood sugar control is always kind of, even when it's not something we're paying attention to, it's on our minds. So just understanding the effects of alcohol on your body when it comes to your blood sugars can be a big thing because a lot of people will panic whenever they see that their blood sugar shot up to, you know, three or 400 while they've had a night where they've been drinking wine or where they've been drinking, you know, margaritas or anything that's got any kind of a sweet thing. Margaritas in Christmas. Woo. Hey, you know, oh, definitely. <laughs> no, no. I think that's Sorry. common. Really. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, whatever kind of alcohol it is that you're consuming, you know, there's going to be some carbohydrates in it and it's going to raise your blood sugar um the big thing is to not panic about that because what alcohol can do is it can raise your blood sugar Mm -hmm. but it'll drop it usually about just as much so like triple the rate um you know the the reality is that if nothing having something before bed is honestly kind of a good thing to do to prevent those overnight lows where you Mm -hmm. do have problems with it when you Uh, say have something before you go to bed is that what, what what do you recommend um i i mean anything that's about 15 to 20 carbohydrates it okay. have to be something huge yep. packed with a little bit of protein right um one of the easy things that's out there right now is like a greek yogurt it's oh, like yeah. 18 oh, carbs okay. 11 grams of protein good for your gut i mean that that's never going to be a bad choice i mean hmm. it's not anything that's really substantial which again is what you kind of want to go for mm-hmm. you don't want to add empty calories yep because then that's the you know that's the formula for weight gain um uh, but yep. you know if we just have a little bit of something before bed to make sure that our blood sugars don't drop because right. what's happening is that the liver is responsible for you know actually producing glucose in the body but when it's busy filtering out all the alcohol that we've consumed in the night it's not able to do that it's not able to produce the glucose through gluconeogenesis so that never happens and mm. that's when blood sugars tend to drop overnight so just by preventing it by putting a little bit of something in your system before you go to bed there's a lot of actual prevention of those overnight lows well and i'd say too i think a recommendation um during especially holiday parties if even if you have to go to the restroom, test your blood sugar more often because you don't want to be the person that seems like they're incredibly intoxicated just because you have a serious low and nobody knows what's going on. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's my, every time you go to the restroom, test your blood sugar. Just make I it would a test habit. it like 42 yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really though, just make it a habit because then you're on top of it. You, yeah. you know, the theme, every time you go to the restroom, check your CGM, do right. whatever you got to do. Yeah. Just be, yeah. Just be on it. Yeah. And watching the high, it's okay. But you got to know when you hit the peak, mm-hmm. yeah. and when it starts to come down, because then there's no stopping it. Right. Yeah. So you, it, and it, given that in this time of year, people just drink a lot more mm-hmm. than they do. I mean, there's like the uh, the heart palpitations, like atrial fibrillation, right? And they call it like the holiday heart, right? Because people are drinking so much, it actually causes AFib, right? <laughs> which really? Is, which is insane. Yeah. And so people will present to like the ER, and it's like, no, you're just you know stressed and anxious and it's just, drinking it's just a lot of alcohol. Of yeah. <laughs> and so, but w- nobody drinks this much usually. Right. And so when you're when you're put when you're put out there and you don't really know your theme of what your blood sugar does, and you're drinking like normal people, and that's the recipe for some pretty dangerous stuff. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and in eating before you go to those things, it, it, that is so important. Yeah. You get a good meal in the system before you show up because you don't want to like be stuck eating cookies. Right. At a party because your blood sugar is like 100 and you've yeah. been there for a couple hours already. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a good situation. 
having a little bit of a safety net too, just you know making sure that somebody at the party is aware i mean you know oh, no chances doubt. are if you're going to a party with your friends and everything like that they're going to have some idea of what's going on with you yep. but i mean just having that one person that you kind of you know whether it's someone who know you who you know is going to be sober or whether it's someone that you know you know that you'll be around so they'll at least be able to kind of you know key you into the fact that maybe you're acting a little bit differently than you normally would that's a good call um just so that if something does happen you know you can act on it sooner rather than later um but just having that little bit of a safety net whether it's a friend or someone like that to just kind of watch out for you and say you know hey i'm not planning on getting crazy drunk tonight so (laughs) if i'm acting a little bit odd just make sure i check my blood sugar or something like that great i'm not planning on drinking a lot so it probably won't be alcohol well let's talk about so if you're rolling into a party let's say it's hosted by your friend they ask you to bring a dish what are you bringing there honestly aren't very many parties that I go to at this time where I'm asked to bring a dish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no potluck. To be, to, be ser- to be honest, if I did though, man, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know what I'd bring. Well, the, you guys wouldn't be I've good got, guests. I've got, I've got a friend's giving coming up, and last year, <laughs> last year I just brought alcohol. <laughs> I said, "You guys take care of the food. I'll just bring like three or four bottles of wine and a bottle of something else." So you know, that's that's the kind of friend I am. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I would. I'm not. I mean, I'm, it's not like I can't cook. I just don't do it on a regular basis. Right. Really? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I. I mean, I guess I just Google something and <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> Google it up. Yeah. Actually, last year I made a low carb stuffing. Oh, and good. And brought it like a lower carb right. version with like cornbread and some other things. Sounds horrible. And it, was, it was vegan. As low carb as you can possibly make stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at a friendsgiving thing. Yeah. You have any advice? I know you like to cook. Um, you know, I think uh, a couple of years ago I did um, like a squash au gratin. Oh, that'd be good. Instead of potatoes. And it was good. It did, I mean, it still had plenty of calories because I did use um, like good cheese and stuff like that. But it was really, really good. You could also do whipped cauliflower. Mm. Yeah, that's some of the stuff that I kind of recommend to my patients all mm-hmm. the time. Like, you know, if you're going to have mashed potatoes, you know, try having some, you know, mashed cauliflower, whipped mm-hmm. cauliflower or something like that. I mean, even if you're going to put a lot of butter on it anyway, because you were going to put a lot of butter on your mm-hmm. mashed potatoes, you at least lowered the carbs. Yeah. So even though you may not significantly lower the actual calories in the meal, just by lowering the carbs, you're going to have a better blood sugar, you know result because of it definitely so you know little things like that whether where you're just you know kind of replacing a high, a high carb option mm-hmm. with something that's lower carb but you still you know dress it up the same way i don't well, have a problem with that and i'm trying I'm, i need to start looking at recipes because i really love the uh broccoli cheese casserole but i refuse to use processed cheese or well and i would do brown rice but i feel like there's got to be another option out there that's healthier so yeah but still enjoy the flavor not a fan of cheese product artificial cheese <laughs> i'm not going to say the name of it but it, there's a specific brand that starts with the v in, in, indeed uh, i think <laughs> i've actually cars. seen one of their commercials lately it's yeah like, enjoy the gold rush i didn't <laughs> what what the hell yeah no. <laughs> and i didn't realize until a couple of years ago that that cheese has carbs like a lot of it and i'm like wow Hmm. It's a lot of filler. A lot of filler. Hmm. Yeah. Anyhow, moving on. Hmm. So. Okay. Yeah, moving on. I like it. I'll keep well, you posted. Let's, let's pause for a second. Didn't get this disease by eating too much candy. Sugar, it ain't a pager. It's a pump. But when I'm Jones and it comes in handy. Tell me, sugar mama, what's your A1C? Are you into endocrinology? Pricker is a pricker and the pumping is pumping. Like All right, while we were breaking, um, Amber was talking about this whole moderation idea and uh how i don't know anything about it (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> which this whole moderation thing I, I think is I, I don't know I don't know if it's I, I really don't know if it works but the, for the holidays I think you just gotta choose the stuff that you really like to eat and stick to that so if it's like Thanksgiving and you just really like sweet potato casserole eat sweet potato casserole if you really hate the corn casserole that your aunt makes don't eat the corn casserole you well, don't have just, to that's not rocket you science you don't have to eat all the things though pick the stuff you really like and eat that stuff instead. If you just yeah. if you're kind of just like medium on green bean casserole, no need to eat green bean casserole. I love just green eat the bean stuff casserole. you love. It's, it's fantastic. I could, I could eat that all day long as well. I make it throughout Cash the year. Only on select casserole. occasions. Yeah. Though. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, we only we only do it. I think about once a year, maybe twice. Um, if I you know bug my mom enough, she might make it around Christmas or New Year's as well. But you know, that's that's yeah, that's my if, of the dishes. That's my go-to. Like I'll eat that entire plate if they let me. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, there's, yeah. there's definitely no need to. But again, we kind of feel that like family pressure. Of, you know, oh, why why aren't you eating my my, my cream corn? Do you, do you not like that? Do you really get then, family pressure? Who are these people? My, my especially from my step grandmother, um, love her to death. Uh, but you know, there's there's one year where I went up there and I went up by myself and I almost ran out of insulin. Oh my gosh! Because she was literally force feeding me so much, I had to reuse a reservoir, which I absolutely never, never do. Mm-hmm. You never uh, reuse a reservoir? I never do. No I don't way. know. I'm, I'm really? very when it comes to my pump sites, I'm a very clean, clean, neat freak about that. Ryan, which there's actually a funny story about that that I'll tell, tell a little bit later um, <laughs> I, about my current oh. life status. Oh yeah, okay. I wanted to bring that up. We'll have to, yeah. get, to, we'll have to get to that. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, I almost ran out of insulin because my, my I mean, she was just she she seemed so off put and offended by the fact that I didn't want to continue eating her food. I'd already had two plates of it. What if and you said I my my di- it's affecting my diabetes? That is interesting. It, it yeah. never entered her mind. Wow. And it was something that I would bring up almost every single time. And wow. I would, you know, I mean, I just, it got to the point where, I mean, I just had to stop eating it. And I, I mean, I offended her, but I went on with my life. So, wow. Kind of had to. Yeah. So, it, I, I definitely understand the people that have that kind of like weird family pressure of, you know, you need to eat your grandmother's casserole. You know, she made it, she thinks you like it, or something like that. Um, but yeah, it definitely does not need to be something that you punish yourself with carbs because of that. Right. My, I'm the exact opposite with my family. I'm the one that's looking at them like, you really needed that extra scoop of potatoes? <laughs> you know how many carbs are in that? <laughs> <laughs> she may not say that, but it's, it's in the gaze. It's yeah. like in the. Anywho, Ryan, what about you? My grandpa makes this fudge, you know? And whenever I, you know, made the whole vegan plant-based switch a couple of years ago, it I, I think he was pretty bummed that I wasn't eating the fudge anymore. <laughs> he was pretty bummed. And so and so now I'll just kind of like like sneak half a piece some maple fudge just make sure it's visible <laughs> visible yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, look hey, grandpa, grandpa. <laughs> this fudge is awesome <laughs> i'm like eating a piece of celery from across the room this <laughs> is great just color it brown you know we were the other day we were uh in like a small group classroom and the professor that i have has type 2 diabetes he's uh, he's super fit guy it's just one of those people who as he got older just had some pancreas issues mm-hmm. and uh some people brought in cupcakes and i just wasn't eating them yeah because i just didn't really want a cupcake or anything and i was like yeah this probably has a lot of milk in it whatever and somebody asked him about it and he goes no i i can't i have diabetes and just said it straight and it was like the first time i'd ever heard somebody just say like yo i have diabetes i'm not gonna eat that and i was like mm-hmm. oh that's that was pretty cool like it's totally okay to use that as an excuse i, I like it from a point of 
I don't want to do it because I have diabetes, but I don't like people saying that I can't do it. That's exactly. right. That's absolutely it's a choice. right. So the reality is, I mean, you can have anything you want. I mean, you can. that cupcake is no healthier for the person without diabetes than it is for the person with diabetes. Right. But, you know, I mean, it, we're, it, it all comes down to choices. Do I want to eat that cupcake or not? I've learned, and it's just, I don't know if it's been since I've had diabetes, and it's just because I don't, you know, go out of my way to get sweets anymore, but I don't really have much of a sweet tooth, so I really do pass on sweet options a lot. Right. Me too. Um, there's Ditto. certain mm-hmm. things that I absolutely can't pass on, like a brownie, I will eat that any day of the week. But <laughs> banana bread, I, mean, I will eat that too. If, yeah, if, yeah banana bread, absolutely oh. love it. But if if, you, if if someone has you know some cake or something like that, or even around my birthday, you know, I'll have somebody make me a cake, and I won't eat hardly any of it. Yeah, because I just don't really want to. Yeah, I don't have a sweet tooth either <laughs> at all. So yeah, I guess the way you say it, it's in your tone, your intention. If it's like true, like really, I don't want to eat it because it's my blood sugar. It's not like mm-hmm. oh, I don't think I can eat it. <laughs> Because I have diabetes. That's not, that shouldn't be the reason why you say it. It's got to be like, I don't want to eat it because I want to feel good later. Right. Like straight up, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Just a thought. So, going back to Kelly. Mm Mm-hmm. So, tell me about this change of lifestyle. So, I know it's going to be hard for you guys to believe, but... I'm not perfect, um, <laughs> and I'm actually a little bit absent-minded. I don't know um, what I'm going to do, man. I know. I just shocked your whole world. Just, <laughs> just broke you down. Um, no, about, oh, I don't know, two months ago, I, you know, ordered ordered a new set of pump supplies, and I guess I miscounted or misordered, I don't know, but I ran out really pretty quickly of my reservoirs. Okay. I still have like 10 of them at home. I just... You know, I didn't want to end up using them all, hoping that I was going to get some and then not have any and just kind of be up a creek. So I actually called um, Dr. Domek and said, hey, you know what, just go ahead and call me in a prescription for um, long-acting insulin. So I've actually been on long-acting insulin and and, basal, or, and, and mealtime insulin for probably going on about two, at least two weeks, if not if not three or four. Um, and, you know, I think we talked about it a little bit before, a little bit last time, how, you know, yeah. there's, there's pumpers and there's shooters and like, there's never any crossover. Like people who are pumpers are pumpers. Like it's, it's literally like mm-hmm. the jets and the sharks from, from, uh, <laughs> uh pumpers whatever, and shooters, whatever, whatever it's called. Um, yeah. West side story. Um, so, you know, it, you are what you are and that's, I mean, that's, that's it. Um, and I've actually really enjoyed being back on injections. It's, Why? It's, I, Cause I'm a shooter. I'd like to, right. A little so, validation. I mean, I've been on Amber's a pump jumping for joy. I've, I've been on a pump for 13 years. Okay. And I've been on the exact same solid pump for, for, for 13 years. Like yeah, I've no never, breaks. never taken a 13 break. Years. Okay. Um, you know, I, I was on injections for about six or eight months before when I was diagnosed and then I got on pump and I haven't been off it since, but that's really not a whole lot of time. It's six not, to eight months. I mean, I've, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't spend a whole lot of time doing it, but when I did that, I had the best control of my life. Uh, my A1C then was in the fours and fives. I mean, I think my first A1C was 4.9. Wow. And wow. since then it's gotten a little bit higher. Um, not bad, but a little bit higher. Um, you so say your A1C was 4.9? When I was, yeah, the first, my first two A1Cs were 4.9. Uh, my third A1C was like 5.2. Wow. Granted, that was kind of during the honeymoon phase and everything like that. Okay. So you got some basal on, insulin. That's when I was on, on you know, injections and, and, and um, doing it that way. Um, and then when I switched my pump, I mean, granted, it, it's a very... I mean, you've got a lot at your disposal. You have... You never, you never have that excuse of, oh, I forgot my insulin. I can't take my injection. So... 
so when it comes to you know doing it i definitely thought that i preferred it that way i'd been on my pump for at this point 13 years and i really almost hadn't known anything different because i'd been so long so i'd been oh, doing that's kind of the messaging we've always been told too is that the pump gives you freedom right the pumps lets you do things you couldn't do before right it's, it's like and, it, and, it, definitely, and it definitely does for certain things you know yep. if i want to decrease my insulin because i don't want to be more active this afternoon i can do that on a pump i can't do that if i'm taking injections yep. you know once you take that injection that's in your system for the next 24 hours you can't take it out you can't just say oh i'm going to be active this afternoon i'll just kind of you know draw it back out because you can't do that but you know i've really enjoyed being unattached to something yeah. you know i didn't realize on a daily basis how much that actually played into my just normal everyday life um whether it's you know walking past the doorknob and getting it caught and you know just having that you know <laughs> oh no crap problem. moment or um <laughs> yep. you know little things where i wake up and i'm all tangled up and i have to untangle myself before i can go back to sleep um i never realized how much that kind of played into my everyday and it's really kind of been an odd relief being off my pump and actually being back on injections um you know I'm, I'm taking insulin a little bit differently but at the same time i feel just as good do you um, feel like you are awesome, having man. to count calorie uh count carbs a little bit i'm having to i'm having to be a little bit more on top of things yeah. just because i you know i'd relied on my pump for so long mm-hmm. you know the the fantastic things about pumps is you know if you know how many carbs you've got if you know what your blood sugar is it does all the work for you right and that's right. kind of the you know the the downfall of it as well is that if my pump ever breaks if i ever do lose my supplies i'm kind Apocalypse. of going back yeah. to you know <laughs> trying to figure out how to do this with you know a stone and a rock and, and trying to <laughs> trying to make fire yeah um i think that the stone and a stick but stone and a go stick. ahead i mean i i am really good at it so i just use two, two, different, two different kind of rocks <laughs> you get enough friction going and it'll get hot enough uh so you know i i've been, I've been lucky enough that you know because i work in a diabetes world you know i there i have a lot of resources at my disposal mm-hmm. um one of the reps for AccuCheck actually came by you know he'd been trying to get me to use this particular meter for a long time because of the kind of features that it has it basically works the same way an insulin pump does without actually being an insulin pump Ooh. so it has that that insulin onboard option it has that oh, um, cool. you know carb counting it has you know all that stuff that you this can is do in the pump. meter yeah this is all in the meter and that's this one right here okay i'm gonna have uh, to have it so what it does is it you know it'll still track your insulin on board so that you can you know try to predict and prevent some of those lows i really like and that, that was feature. that was one of the problems that i that i had whenever i was on shots was i wouldn't always remember when i took my last injection i wouldn't always remember you know when i did all this stuff and granted with the with this particular meter it's all about personal accountability and what i put into it because if i take insulin and i don't put it in there then it's not counting it's towards not it and it's you. something that i have to remember okay. but that was one of the things for me was i was always you know i mean I'm, i was when i was diagnosed i was 13 that's the perfect age should be a space cadet nothing ever right. you're not going to pay attention to anything so when i was whenever i was doing injections you know there were a lot of times where i'd have lows and i wouldn't think about why that happened or anything like that so i never drew a, a whole lot of lines to anything hmm. and then when i wasn't on the pump you know i could always look back to how much insulin do i have on board you know mm-hmm. how low am i right now how low do i think i'm going to go that's how many carbs i need to eat so it was a lot easier to predict stuff like that and this meter has you know definitely helped out in that transition back to being on injections because you know that's still something that even as a 26 year old person i've got a horrible short-term memory i really do i'm the kind of guy i come in from you know getting home put down my keys go to the bathroom realize i have to go back to the pharmacy and i spend 25 minutes looking for my keys i have a horrible short-term memory um so when it comes i want to i want to teach you some things well you can try but (laughs) you won't remember exactly (laughs) when i leave here they'll be they'll be gone (laughs) sorry 
<laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, put your keys in the same place every single time or you, have a little you hook. You'd think that that would make sense. Right. I have a hook. I, I don't ever put them there. <laughs> I usually put stuff in the same spot, but then I'll like go look for something or I'll go pick up my wallet and then I'll move my wallet, but I won't move my keys. Yep. Right. So I'm constantly, constantly going through this battle. And it's been something that you would think that just through classical conditioning, I could you know work my way out of, but it's yet to happen after you know 10 years of driving now. Well, and I have to say really quick, because with the way that you're talking about shoot, changing from a pumper to a shooter, is that what we call them? Yeah. I've never in my life thought about the way that you're thinking about it. I mean, I've never, for, I mean, I give my, sh- I just, 5.41 a.m. every single day, I pop out of bed, even without a alarm, give my land a shot. I mean, I've never, ever thought about it the way you do. Well, and you're someone who clearly has, you know, the ability to set a routine and the ability for consistency. That's not something I have. Real life, you know, I, I don't, but it's what I, I do. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll, with, even with my evening injections, it's been a big hmm. thing to actually just remember it. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm Oh, used because to, you could just dial it up or whatever, well, right? I mean, with my pump, it was always given basal insulin. I never had to worry about it. Oh, so yeah. even just, even just, you know, the process of, hey, I'm going out with my friends tonight. You know, I have to remember to take that, that, you know, Lantus or Levemir 2J. I have to take it with me and mm-hmm. remember to take it at nine o'clock. That's not something that I've been, been doing for a long time because for 13 years, it's just always, it's just been going. That is really so interesting. So it's hmm. been definitely a struggle to kind of get back to that mode of consistency and doing things you know in a in a in a pattern and that's with with type 1 diabetes and especially with with injections versus the pump mm-hmm. the, the routine is important because the routine is Very what keeps so. your blood sugars where it's supposed right. to be and it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect with that routine but you know with that long acting insulin it really works for about 24 hours so if mm-hmm. i take it at seven o'clock one night and midnight the next night it's not doing me a whole lot of favors right so with that kind of thing routine is important but with a pump i mean as long as i got insulin in my pump it's doing what it's supposed to be doing right i remember so. one time ryan and i were doing something and we were i think at the library and it was you were kind of in between and you were ha- i don't know if we ate something and you were having a sh- i felt like you shot up constantly because you're used to being on the pump and that was such a foreign because i would think if i know that i'm gonna eat something i'm gonna calculate it all the carbs i know exactly the portion that i'm gonna eat and you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just, it's just so weird to think about it differently like that. Is this the book library? No, as in the library bar and grill. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, but it, that, it that, does show up that, as that, the that library, per, That perfect though. college line whenever, whenever your parents say, where, hey, where you at? Oh, we're at the library. It's kind of loud there. <laughs> There's some kids next to us. I don't know what to tell you. That's weird. I don't know. I, can st- I like studying with noise. It's a great bar. It's a great bar in Norman. Yeah. Got, gotta love the bars like that that have names like that. Where <laughs> you at? Weird. Tom's house? <laughs> it really helps on the bank ledger too. Exactly. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> it the library. Like what are you buying at the library that costs thirty-seven dollars? <laughs> yeah. They had a first edition on sale. <laughs> a lot of late fees. Uh, Kelly, are you familiar with the whole sugar surfing idea? I, I a little bit read up a little bit about it. Whenever you guys put the post on there, um, I, I read a little bit of you know what was available from his book, just with the blurb that was um, available without purchase. Um, but I mean, it's definitely something that even without reading that book was something that I'd kind of done in the past. Um, you know, just trying to stay ahead of. Um, ahead of where your blood sugars are at really can help out with 
you know, decreasing the, the, the height of the highs, yep. the lows of the lows, and, and just Margin kind of, of trying to keep yourself. I mean, if you're going to ride the roller coaster, you want to ride the kitty ride, you don't want to ride the Texas Giant. That's the reality. <laughs> right. I like that. Yeah. Right. So, I really like you know, that. If, you, if you're going to go down a hill, you want it to be just a nice sucked. little hill. You know, you, you don't want to be wet in your pants because, yeah. well, one, your blood sugar is high, and two, it's just a scary ride. It's not something you want. Um, so, yeah, definitely, um, I, I definitely kind of agree with it and live it. It's just something that, even without reading that book was something that I'd put into practice just through, you know, trial and error with everything. Totally agree. Life. Is that only something you can do if you um, are on the pump? Uh, great question. I mean, I think the, in the book's written, I have a Google by Stephen Ponder and you can find it. Um, I think on his website, just sugar surfing, uh, Stephen Ponder. We'll put a link mm-hmm. in the show notes, but I, I think being a pumper, it, it automatically makes you like a, uh, sorry, my phone keeps vibrating. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And I can uh, hear it. Being but, a pumper, it makes you just turn around and throw things. Makes, <laughs> big pumper, just chuck your cell phone across the room. Um, I thought that was supposed to be your pump. And just, yeah, me too. <laughs> Let's serve. Um, so, yeah, it, it does. Pumping sets you up to do this. Right. Because I find myself, I, during the day, I rarely take above more than two units at a time. Mm-hmm. Because I'm constantly giving half units and like half and one units all the time and so it's like if like right now if i were looking at you guys and i fell just a little bit high i would just hit a half like right now right. or hit a like a one and that's well, kind of like the, that sugar the, surfing idea where you never get too much on board but you couldn't really do that with shots the reality is if you yeah. look at like the artificial pancreas project and if you look at you know all that stuff that's kind of going on the way that those pumps deliver insulin is not 25 units at one time you right. Know, whatever, right whatever it is they yep. deliver small amounts every you know couple minutes and then they constantly make adjustments one way or the other whether it's insulin or glucagon they're constantly making small adjustments yep and that allows your body to really more accurately mimic the way that the human pancreas would function mm-hmm. if it were working in our bodies which it clearly is not <laughs> if um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's kind of the best way to do it. I think it's a lot easier with the pump, especially because it has an active insulin feature. I know, yep. you know oh, hey, I've already got six units of active insulin. My that's, blood sugar is going to be coming back down. I don't, need to, I don't need to panic. But, you know, if I don't have that knowledge of, you know, how much insulin have I taken and when did I take it last? And, you know, I've taken three injections in the past four hours. You know, which one of those is still working? Then it becomes something where if you're going to do it, it's a lot a lot more scary to do right. because sure. you don't have that that peace of mind so you don't. um i think that the technologies that come with the pump definitely make that a lot easier to, mm-hmm. to accomplish and so yeah that, that was the toughest thing about going on injections and maybe you feel it too is that i've uh, by being a pumper and, and never using the uh like putting in the carbs and it telling you how much insulin you should take like that was just a feature that wasn't on like the first couple of pumps i had right and so it never became a habit even now and i've tried to do it for a while and it just hasn't worked and so i've kind of lost the ability to accurately count carbs and then take specific insulin because i just group it now like it's like a group Mm. and i i think that's what made it tough for me going back to injections because i actually had to like take a real guess Right and put it in because I didn't want to take another shot five yeah. minutes later yeah. or twenty and, minutes. And later. I think that that's something that we all kind of fall victim to at certain points in our life, especially with type one diabetes. Is that you know we've we've counted carbs, we've been doing this for long enough that you know I've eaten this meal before. Yep. I know how much insulin I took for this meal. Yeah, well, it, versus your brain how many carbs are in this meal. Yep. So I think it's kind of a little bit of complacency that we all kind of fall totally. into a trap of. Um, and the biggest thing is just kind of recommitting yourself, you know, every six months or so to actually the basics of diabetes and the basics of carb counting. You know, yep. trying to be consistent, checking your blood sugars often enough. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you know 
try to at least get those at least four tests a day you're doing pretty decent shape yep. if you're doing more than that then hey you're killing it but well uh, you know something we mentioned in the t- when tanya cameron was with us um the glycemic index mm-hmm. like i have to say that I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but I didn't really know what it was. So I am purchasing books to better understand and I'm educating myself 32 years into having this disease because I feel like there's a lot more than I should know about it. And I've been really lucky in the past that my guesstimates and everything else I've been doing have, have worked. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, you learn from practical experience, Right. you know, you, somebody can give you a book on something all day and it's not going to tell you everything you need to know about type one diabetes. Well, we've been saying this a lot. The other thing is that it's different for everybody. I mean, you're a walking science project and one day it's going to be different than the next. I I mean, that's, that's the thing is I, there's stuff that works today. That's not going to work at all tomorrow. Right. And I just kind of have to figure out such a good point. You know, what's the best thing for me right now. It's not always going to be the same answer. Well, and not to overreact when something, it does not go as planned yeah I, that's something i try to reinforce my patients all the mm-hmm. time is you can do everything right and your blood sugars may not cooperate you can sit there and eat like a horse one day and your blood sugars could be absolutely perfect right but don't try to treat those as the rules yeah. those are the exceptions but they may happen and they may throw you for a loop every now and then right but just go with it you know move on to the next day and mm-hmm. you know, try again um, i mean it definitely is frustrating but it's just kind of the the life we live it's well and focusing yeah focusing on the effort all the time right like how am i really counting my carbs am i really you know test my blood sugar a lot mm-hmm. am i staying committed in it every day and not just looking at an a1c or my blood sugars knowing that i'm like am i trying hard and right. that's that's what i'm going to judge myself by well, instead yeah. of just the numbers all the time mm-hmm. right and, and i think about hard. that all the time <laughs> is that you know i mean when people come to the doctor's office or something like that and they have an a1c of 13 the reality is they're just really not trying yep i mean it's not that they, it, it's not that they may not know what to do it's i mean it may just be the fact that they've had it for so long that they're absolutely fed up with it and they don't want to put the effort in anymore and i totally get that you know being with a person with type 1 diabetes myself i get the constant daily struggle of i've done this you know day in and day out for 13 years and I mean I guess the payoff is that I'm still here but (laughs) it doesn't seem like much of a payoff like I mean I'm still here I'm 26 years old I'm as healthy as I can be I'm you know there's nothing wrong with me that's the payoff but that's that's kind of a you know it's it's hard to be it's hard to recognize that as a payoff in such a such such a short-sighted community right world that we live in you know we all want results now we all want you know something out of it right now when the reality is the bay the the payoff is 50 years from now when i'm living as a 65 year old person i'm still relatively healthy i still have two or three health conditions that i'm dealing with and they're same health conditions that i was when i was 26 right that's what everybody's hoping at the end of the rainbow Mm -hmm. but it's it's hard to do i mean it really is so um i mean that that's that's what you have to try and recognize um, and try to get out of it but it's just kind of a hard thing to do it really is that's great advice though for patients i mean gosh and ourselves every day well and i want to bring up something that uh, ryan brought to my attention okay so my dad has type 2 diabetes and has for quite some time he was incredibly overweight and then unfortunately through a two-year battle with cancer thank goodness he's still alive but he's still on diabetes medications and i don't know which one he takes the pills and i've been really trying to force him into better understanding his diet now that he's in remission and building the weight back on in a good way point being is that he got his blood work back and was super excited that his a1c was like a 5.4 or 5.7 and i immediately thought and responded in a shitty way that's too low 
maybe the medications that you're on, you're, you're on too much, in, you know, whatever you're taking. You need to see an endocrinologist, not just your regular physician. And when I brought that up to Ryan, because I was like, you know what? Something else is going on. He was like, that's a normal person's A1C. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I just learned about yep. the the stages of pre-diabetes and where you should be. As an, I'm just like totally, like I said, I'm learning something new every day. You know, I'm happy with my 6.3 and oh, absolutely, whatever. But yeah. yeah, anywho, so yeah, you're never too old or set in your ways to learn something new about A1Cs and your blood sugars. I mean, it, it's something that you know. I luckily with my patients all the time, am able to you know guide them in a path where their a1c starts out at 13 or starts out at nine and they end up having one that's in the you know you know 5.1 or 5.9 or something like that i mean it's it's a it's a positive payoff for me i mean even though i I haven't been able to get mine there for quite some time you know it's nice to know that i can at least help people you know move in that direction and live a healthier lifestyle so if for someone with type one i came in and my a1c went from a 6.4 to 5.3 would that be a concern not really. I mean, chances are that I'd be a little scared. I mean, your A one C is at six point four, so you're you're well controlled. Okay, right. you can have a five point three. There's nothing wrong with that. One of my really good friends has an A one C rarely above you know five point five. Wow. And he's just really really does spend a lot of time managing it. He does mm-hmm. really well with it. Um, but the reality is that it's all dependent upon what's happening on a daily basis. Right. Are you having a lot of lows? If so, then that 5.1, that's, it's misleading. Exactly. Because that means that all those lows are balancing off some highs or something like that, mm-hmm. or that's the reason that they're looking the way they are. Um, so the biggest thing that I try to enforce my patients is, you know, take, take that week or two of records, take them to your doctor and see if that matches up with what the A1C shows. Right. Because if your, like A1, if your A1C reads 9.0, but you're constantly low, well, then something's not right. Right. Or if your A1C is 6.5, but you're constantly low, that means you've got plenty of highs that are balancing it off. Yeah. And if your A1C is 5.1 and you're constantly low, then that's what's going on is you're constantly low. <laughs> but your doctor's going to see 5.1 and you're going to get a slap on the back and you're going to get booted out of the office because you're doing exactly what you're supposed to. Right. But if you don't ever communicate to the doctor, hey, this is, you know, I don't feel good on a daily basis. I Even if you're not checking your blood sugars, if you just, you know, are aware of the fact that, you know, I constantly feel terrible. I have periods of at night where I'm sweating crazy, right? You know, I'm shaky during the days sometimes. Even if you don't check your blood sugars, even if you're not, you know, really aware of what you're dealing with, if something doesn't feel right, talk to your doctor about it. Mm -hmm. That's the reality. And if your A1C comes back and it looks perfect and you don't feel well over the last three months, then something's not right. Right. So you just really have to make sure that those things match up with what's actually going on because they will be, I mean, the A1C can be misleading. Right. Well, and I have to, okay, I'm kind of changing gears just for a second, but it was an, along the diabetes line I watched yesterday a video released by Beyond Type 1 and it was like a 25 minute video and they went through a number of people's diagnosis day and there was a guy that's probably you guys' age um, and he had finally they he got a call from the doctor saying we think you have diabetes we need you to come in and you actually sit there while they diagnose him and then follow him throughout the next kind of two weeks briefly like his first workout and testing his blood sugar and um and he was talking and the reason i bring that up is he was talking about the fact he knew that something was wrong in his body something was off and watching him have to experience his first low and actually recognize this is what i feel like when i'm low it was crazy he was jogging on the treadmill first time ever to jog and uh tested his blood sugar in 56 he's like shit i didn't bring anything didn't even think about it 
because this is so, such a foreign concept. I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot imagine having to learn that. I think the guy's 25 and I'm just like, anywho. So I don't know where I'm going with that other than it was just a fascinating story and I would encourage people to watch that video on their site because it was eye-opening and a lot of kids and and the message was you're, you're not alone. And so, like I said earlier, this is the first time I've ever really talked about diabetes and it's fascinating to sit here with two people that have totally different lifestyles and we're all doing things differently, but it's for the most part, except for Ryan leading a healthy lifestyle. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. I'm this, kidding. This so there. kidding. Well, we that like vegan. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just it's just for the animals, guys. <laughs> yeah. Not for the health of it. <laughs> no. Uh, you bring up a good point, though, and this is like the type two, and you, you got to shed some light on this for us, Kelly. The, okay. Like comparing A1Cs of type ones and type yeah. twos. And because I think in that initial conversation we had, you were like, you know, my dad's A1C is 5.3. How can it be this low? He's got to be, this is something Wrong. He's got to feel bad, and he's got to feel bad. And type twos haven't had as long to to develop the sympathetic nervous system response to low blood sugars like we have, right? Right. And so, and and they also have, and, and this is a guess on my part, still a, a stronger reactivity to glucagon, right? Mm-hmm. And so they have a natural springboard back up, right? You know, they can kind, of, they have, they can kind of levitate closer to the one hundred. We have nothing that straps us in close to the 100 line. There's no glucagon. There's no insulin. So, I mean, we are literally just like flying in space, right. <laughs> doing our own thing, right, and with food and insulin. And so I think that's responsible. That's why it's so much harder, I think, for type 1s to get to that 5.3 number, right? Because we don't I mean, have any glucagon. Yeah, I mean, right? it's definitely something where with type 2 diabetes, there's a lot more functionality that's left. I mean, they have the ability that if they can just kind of get their body back to functioning as normally as possible through medication through diet through exercise whatever you know whichever of the three you know kind of balances them out the most then they've got the ability to control it really pretty easily i mean and i say easily it's i mean it's still never easy you know if i had to do this primarily with diet i'd be up a creek without a paddle i guarantee you right (laughs) now um so people with type 2 diabetes i'm not putting you down believe me you guys you guys the real champions (laughs) this is yeah this conversation is not meant to be divisive this is Uh, educational for everybody yeah so I mean, when it comes to people with type 1 diabetes, there's just a lot more, you know, constant daily struggle of it is that, you know, everything that happens with our blood sugar is dependent upon our actions. Right. You know, if, if I take too much insulin, my blood sugar is going to go low. It's not going to rebound up unless I get, you know, unless I have, you know, some lucky glucagon surge that, that does happen to kick in. And even if it does, it's not going to be much. Yeah. Unless, um, like, we get so low that cortisol and growth hormone helps us out. Right. Which right. is, like, low, right. low. So yeah. we're not going to have a whole lot of help anywhere. Um, and that, that's just the reality. So... It's completely dependent upon what we do. So if I, you know, am a person who's kind of afraid of lows, so every time I hit, you know, 102, I'm going to go ahead and eat something, then I'm never going to have that that 5.1 A1C. And that's just the reality of it. But at the same time, you know, maybe I'm doing that because I've had a history of bad lows and it's not worth it to have that 5.1 A1C. Right. Um, I mean, you you have to kind of just kind of weigh it of what's worth it and what's what's not worth it. You know, is the, the low enough A1C worth you know, feeling bad, you know, two thirds of the time. If it is, then hey, go for it. Go but, for it. You know, for me, an A1C anywhere between six and seven is perfectly fine because the reality is anything below seven, you're going to reduce your long term risk of complications. And yeah. Below 6.5, you've drastically reduced that risk. So for me, you know, if my A1C is sitting at 6.8, I feel good. I don't have a high risk of complications. So for me, that's worth mm-hmm. it. Me too. For me, an A1C yep. of 5.2, and I deal with lows every single day. 
it's not really worth it. So it's you just kind of have to just, just weigh what's worth it and what's not and make that decision. Let me really. ask you this. Okay. So when you went also, to how the, much work do you want to put into it? I'm asking. <laughs> 5.2 is a lot of work. 5.2 is amazing. Covering <laughs> <laughs> in the eighties in the nineties. Yeah. Incredible. When you guys go to, as, I'm saying this more as when you were a kid because your parents were involved with it. When you went to the endocrinologist, and you got your A1C number, and when I was, they, they would have to mail it to you when I was a kid. <laughs> um, were you, did you, this is, a, I'm asking, were you rewarded? No. Um, so, I mean, my parents actually weren't involved at all. Once I was diagnosed, my mom turned it, I mean, I was 13, so it's not yeah. like I was too young. I was old enough that it needed to be mine, because yep. the reality was, I was going off to, to college in, you know, five mm-hmm. years. I needed to have a, a grasp on it and understanding of it. Um, so my mom turned it over to me from day one. You know, there was one time in my life where she gave me an injection because I would kind of refuse to. And that was, that was it. <laughs> so, um, and that was because football practice was over in like 12 minutes and I just wanted to finish football. And she went ahead and shot me in the butt with it. So, oh. um, so that's that was the one time where she was kind of the helicopter parent. Other right. than that, it was, it was me the entire time. Um, and that's because it, it needed to be. And right. that's honestly, um, the kids that I work with at camp, I encourage their parents to, as hard as it is to let go. Yeah. Because... You know, you can't be that helicopter parent with your kid when they turn 18. You can't be with them at college. You can't do all that kind of stuff. They have to know how to take care of this. They have to be able to problem solve through all those issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, for me, my reward was that my parents stayed off my back. Right. You know, I mean, they still, yeah. every that's once in a good, while, that's a good one, yeah. every once in a while, they still came in and they, you know, would, would ask me, they would, you know, beyond me like why is your blood sugar 127 instead of 105 (laughs) the first three months were like she was on top of me about it but then after that she was like okay you know this needs to be you this needs to you you need to be able to take care of this every time it was over 100 i had to take insulin (laughs) thus the a1c of (laughs) (laughs) 4.9 so your mom should come in and train people (laughs) if she if she would just you know manage people's diabetes they would never be out of control hey this is gonna sound crazy but i i just had some memory i think of jeff Okay, Jeff is a, a mutual type one that Kelly and I knew growing up, um, and I can remember Jeff maybe like in junior high or high school telling me he he was like, "God, Kelly's in one She's like five, <laughs> like and, that and, butthole." And, yeah, and, 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 and Jeff's, and Jeff's we don't like, even like him anymore. <laughs> and, 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 an asshole. I think Jeff was like. Jeff was like, I, he's just got to be low all the time. I don't understand. Oh, he's doing. Maybe me, he I, doesn't feel I, low. I really was. My doctor just, he said, no, 4.9 is good. <laughs> but I think we need to raise that a little bit because you probably don't feel too good, do you? He's like, no. Tell my mom. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I want to eat all the time. So in all honesty, from the time that I was 16 on, you know, I actually went to my appointments myself. Right. I didn't, you know, yep. my parents didn't come with me or anything like that. That's cool. Um, so, I mean, it really was something that I, you know, just kind of took care of. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, Dr. Domek actually does have a little bit of a reward system. If your A1C is below 7 or below 6.5, I don't remember. I think it's below 7. He'll give you a $20 check. I just heard about this. Yeah. And he still does. Like, so if I go in the office and I have an A1C 6.9, at the age of 26, I still get a $20 check. So. And you buy some good beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, buys, he buys my beer for the weekend. Um, so he, he does that. He also encourages the parents to have like little games for kids that have type 1 diabetes. Yeah. You know, if you get, if you, and that's even something that um, through Diabetes Solutions of Oklahoma, mm-hmm. there's kind of a, I don't know if you noticed it on the web, on the Facebook or anything like that, there's this kind of Target 100 campaign that's out mm-hmm. there right now. Uh-huh. So anytime you have a blood sugar 100, you know, the we we always send Kim a picture and then we you know kind of get 
our you know picture up on the, mm-hmm. the the website or anything like that and i actually had a day recently where i was lucky enough i had two blood sugars of 100 in the same day what and i was absolutely freaking out about it because i i'm the, I'm the kind of guy that you know i even in college like i would study and i'd get a b i wouldn't study and i'd get a b it, it right. really didn't matter so with my blood sugars i kind of act the same way sometimes <laughs> So I always like, I always seem to have blood sugars of like 89, 92, 103, 97, but I never seem to hit a hundred and it just, I'm like, <laughs> why put in the effort? Cause it never happens. <laughs> and then this one day I got a hundred twice and I absolutely freaked out and I sent her both pictures and she was like, it, you know, it finally happened for you. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you finally made it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that with one eleven, and I saw somebody else in the diabetes community that anytime you get one eleven, you make a wish. And so I've been posting that a lot because 111 keeps popping up, which I think is, I mean, that's my goal is 110. So I totally 100. Okay. If you happen to follow diabetes grind on Instagram, then uh, you you will also know that uh, half of our pictures are Amber's 111s. (laughs) (laughs) I I know that you got to be proud of them when they come. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I I love it. Yeah. And I have to say, I'm throwing this out to you as a diabetes educator um, contour. So my meter apparently is ancient and it's, pinkish purple right people all over the world flip out about it like why how did you get a pink one? Oh my gosh this is the people coolest thing love that meter and i it's contacted incredible. my endocrinologist and he put me in contact with the contour person he was like yeah that's an old meter like in <laughs> a discussion old, i'm like we need to get you off it right now yeah i mean i'm like <laughs> but i don't want that and i was like i love my meter and i if you so i'm saying this out loud to contour bring back the purple or pink or whatever color i'll put a picture of it in the show notes but people would Flip out about these. I've actually. What color is so yours? You can see it. <laughs> rocking the hot, oh, rocking the hot pink. <laughs> yeah, the guy, wow, the guy that was hooking me up pink. with it, he uh, he had oh I don't know he probably had twelve skins that went on it, and he said which one do you want? And I reached for you because I knew, I knew you were gonna reach for that. See, I guess mine's more purple. <laughs> yeah. But anywho, yeah, I'm throwing that out yeah, there. No, if this definitely. is what's gonna encourage someone to oh, touch their blood sugar more, or oh, yeah. it's it's the little things like that that make it more. I mean, just really just more personable. I mean, if, if I can pull it out and not feel, you know, freaked out or ashamed of it or something like that, then I'm more likely to test. Right. I'm more likely to actually do what I'm supposed to do. Right. Um, you know, just a little connection. Yeah. I mean, just little things like that. Well, all right. Shall we, uh, start to close this thing down with a few, uh, we'll, we'll transition back to our holidays thing. Oh. I, I love that A1C talk though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll finish it up with new year's. Okay, New so Year's. okay. All right, any, anybody have any stories they want to share in regards to New Year's? Oh, I don't. Can share? I, I can't. <laughs> oh well, the last picture in my disposable camera was of my foot. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because well, it doesn't matter. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely had uh, I don't know, a few New Years that I really don't want to relive. <laughs> it's it's a war path. It's um, a war path, but. Yeah. And it's something that it's gotten a lot easier as I've gotten older because that's not something that I even enjoy doing anymore. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. You know, exactly. As, as you get older, you kind of get into that mentality of, hey, I want to go out. I want to, you know, enjoy the time with my friends, have a couple of drinks, you know. But Uber I at home. don't want to make any stupid mistakes. I don't want to make out with you know, a stranger. Yeah. Yes, you try do. Try to do a keg stand and get dropped on top of a, you know, sprinkler. Kind of still and then have a, top of a sprinkler. have a bruise across my back that looks like I got hit with, you know, a tire iron. I don't, I don't want that anymore. Anymore. So <laughs> that may or may not have happened. That I'm just definitely did not. It happened. It really <laughs> happened. Um, 
twice in the same night. Um, <laughs> Boom. So, you know, it's not, it's not, the, that's not the, you know, experiences that I want anymore. You know, I want experiences that I can remember that I can actually yeah. draw back on. Once upon a time, New Year's, that's what that was kind of about for a brief period of time. Oh, for and, sure. College you know, that, that's mm. definitely, you know, far gone. Um, but now, I mean, it, it really is a lot easier. It really is a lot more simple to just, you know, I know what I want out of, evenings and, and events mm-hmm. and th- things like that and it's a lot easier to just maintain myself and really continue to be myself um during those times because i know that i want to go out and enjoy my friends and family or i want to you know spend an evening with someone special or something like that but it's not something that has to turn into anything stupid well and i want to yep. say with the holidays Love too it. especially christmas and uh, new year's there are a lot of like custom cocktails and things that mm-hmm. so just be a little bit more cautious that you Stick have to your no guns. idea yeah like if it's straight there's a lot of simple syrups and things in some of the finer cocktails. And so just, again, be more on top of your blood sugar. And um, I'm going to say continue to pack snacks. Pack I know that having snacks. a purse makes that easier for me, but those Whole Foods cranberry bars, guys. Hey, I've got an extra pocket now that I no longer have a pump. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know what to do with myself now. <laughs> Dude, that's actually a huge thing. It really is. Like I, The first time I put jeans on, I was walking around. I was like, this just feels weird. <laughs> I don't, this is just, I don't like it. But then, you know, I mean, it definitely is nice to not constantly feel loaded down. I got an extra pocket. So if I need to have a snack or something like that, I got someplace you to got put something, it. You got room. You know, Agreed. I, don't, I don't have six pockets loaded down with something anymore. When no, you get in your no. car, do you take the pump out of your pocket? No, I always just left it in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Unless if, you just if get used to I it, like was, a wallet. Yeah. if I was going to eat or something like that, you know, I'd take it out and I'd bolus and I just set it in between my lap. But I, do that a lot. I mean, most of the time hmm. it was just in my pocket. I never really wore a clip or anything like that. I mean, as a guy, it's pretty simple. Just put it in your pocket. Put it in your pocket. Clip. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, Anybody about that clip life? <laughs> no, not, not doing it. Sometimes if I wear a suit. I like put the clip on, but that's it. That's that is the only. thing. It makes me think of well, I mean, yeah. It looks like it's a, a pager, and you know, you see those starter. guys at the gas station that have their phone on a clip. I'm like, just put that shit in your pocket. I, I've had it taken away exactly. by a teacher before. You know? Whenever I was in in in, in, in uh, was junior high, I believe that. Um, yep. Yeah, it was uh, my ninth grade biology teacher. You might remember her quite well. I do remember her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah she took it away. Walked away with it and with your pager, not shocking with, with my pager, my pump. Oh, your pump, she walked away with your pump. Yeah, <laughs> did she that, rip it out? That felt, no, it did not rip out, it tugged, <laughs> and then she said, Give it to me. <laughs> so that was that was a fun day. Um, realized that she could not take it. Um, she apologized after, but yeah. points for Kelly. <laughs> that is. I, w- I wish that was videotaped. I mean, uh, like, that seriously. Was, that was life. If you've ever had that happen to you, too, that's cool, because I feel like this, I think it could happen. Please oh, tell definitely. us. Yeah. Drop, I mean, us yeah. drop us a story. She was also, kind, awesome. of, she was also wow. kind of a hippie teacher, and she offered me an herbal tea cure for diabetes once upon a time. <laughs> and I respectfully declined. teacher. <laughs> respectfully declined it. And wow. just went along with my life. <laughs> I was 15 at the time. I didn't have the, I didn't didn't have the time to you know reiterate to her that type one and type two are completely different. That's really not even a thing for type two, but that's okay anyway. Oh my gosh! Oh, Miss Evans, diabetes oh, education. Man, that's great. Mm. Gotta love her. Oh, well, it's, it's awesome, man. I am so excited about this podcast, and I feel like the next one I think should be about dating. Yeah, Ooh. That's definitely a thing that can happen. It's been a bit of the theme lately on the, uh, the website <laughs> yeah, too. It has been. Yeah. So, right. yeah. So well, I appreciate you guys having me back. I definitely yeah. enjoyed it. It's always been a lot of fun. I so. learn a lot Thanks every time. Yeah. Yeah. 
just a vast bank of knowledge, man. Thank bank you. Of knowledge. Live it day in and day out. That's what it is. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Awesome. See you guys. All right, thanks, officer. I ain't been drinking. My blood sugar is low. Bolo some insulin to get it all in, you know. I'm counting carbs and my calories burning. Pricker to the finger to deliver the prick. Wake up tomorrow and it starts again, but. All right, so we've wrapped up another episode of the Real Life Diabetes Podcast. We hope you guys have an awesome holiday. Um, however it is you celebrate have a great time um, and you know we love hearing from our listeners and uh, again we've got an I- iTunes review winner for the week and this week Yay. it comes from okay outdoor beer exploration guy I bet this guy has a beard he's gotta have a beard he does I mean I mean I see him as a hairy person hairy person probably camps no offense if you're not yeah totally totally into this kind of stuff all right so if you like listening to interesting conversations, Five stars. That's what it's named. Okay. So here's what he got to say. So to be clear up front, I don't have diabetes. I ran across this podcast because it's produced by some fellow Okies, and I wanted to hear about goings-on here in Oklahoma. I was immediately sucked in because of the theme song. It's written by an awesome local physician, Hostie. Physician or musician? <laughs> physician or musician. <laughs> oh, too sorry, much, too much school. I like the gritty real discussions, including burps and random off-mic comments mm-hmm. about diabetes and the effects it has on those who live with it. I'm a heavy NPR listener, and every opportunity I can get, I like to absorb information. This podcast is packed with information and situations I enjoy learning about. Take a listen. You'll be glad you did. Hashtag Oklahoma. Hashtag Diabetes Daily Grind. Woohoo! Woo! Love it. Awesome. All right. So, okay, outdoor beer exploration guy. Drop us an email at info at so we can send you some free gear. And, and a t-shirt. And some of Amber's paraphernalia that she does not have, just to be completely clear. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So to get the next podcast immediately, for real, within milliseconds, um, just go to iTunes, Stitcher, tune in, and subscribe. All you have to do is search Real Life Diabetes. Awesome. For for those of you, once again, that are not tuned into those types of things, you can also go to our website and just go to the podcast link at the top of the page and it'll, it lists out every single one and click it and listen. Yeah. And they actually stay forever on our site. So whenever iTunes drops it and so you can't access, you know, 12 episodes from now, you can still get it on our website. Like Amber's talking about. Good to know. So, all right. To everyone out there living their best life with diabetes and defying the odds, we say cheers to the highs and lows. Talk to you next time. Gotta watch what you're You gotta watch what you're eating What are you calling? What are you calling? Is it diabetes or diabetes? See, daily grind is grinding you down Always having to check To see if your level is up or down What'd you have for dinner? What'd you have for lunch? Did you have too many or not enough? Getting all of the levels of shoot up, shoot up, shoot up, shoot up, shoot up, shoot up, and I'm alive. Yes, 